So there I was, lying in bed, watching the clock, waiting for a superhero to fly through the fucking window and save me from myself. Waiting for someone to take me away from the red door and push me through the green door. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Wellness Fucking Wednesday with Nix. Today I thought we would talk about this awesome analogy or concept called the red door, green door. If some of you follow me on my socials, um, you probably have heard me talk about this analogy. Um, But I just thought that I've been going through this um, recently and it was kind of a reminder to me um, and I thought I'd share it. I don't know about you, but sometimes life can be hard. Some mornings I can wake up and literally be ready for the day, ready to slay the day, as they say, um, and ready to fucking thrive. Two seconds later, I can literally be sitting there in our silent, empty house, staring at a fucking wall for like, oh my God, for ages. I think I found this out like the most recent time that I did this was yesterday, yesterday morning, but I'm going to get into yesterday morning because it was a fucking shocker. There's an analogy um, that I've lived by for quite some time and truly understanding this analogy has helped me on numerous occasions to be self-aware and make conscious efforts and decisions on what type of day I'm going to fucking have. It has reminded me that I am the captain of my own ship. And so I want to share this with you guys. Every morning when you wake up, as the pilot of your own aeroplane, as the master of your own universe, you have a decision to make. And that is, what kind of day are you going to have? Are you going to spend your day behind the red door or behind the green door? The red door to me represents feeling negative, having a negative perspective on life, speaking badly about yourself, calling yourself fat, ugly, worthless, useless, I'm a bad mum, I'm a bad wife, I'm a fucking useless partner, partners looking at other women, he's attracted to other women or she's attracted to other women and it's all because I'm disgusting, I don't have anything to bring to the table, I don't have anything to offer this relationship. The red door also represents dwelling on the past, dwelling on something that happened fucking years ago or it happened a months ago or even weeks ago and here you are mulling over it for hours and hours on end. It also represents pouring all your energy and focusing on shit that you cannot fucking change at all. And it also represents having anxieties about the future. Fucking sitting there stressing and worrying yourself, draining yourself about something that hasn't even happened yet. So to me, all of that type of stuff lives behind the red door. Now the green door is positive self-talk. This is where you're fucking saying, boy, you are one beautiful ass bitch. You are strong, you are confident, you are capable. 
having a positive mindset if something happens maybe you wake up you're feeling good you go out into the kitchen you make your cup of tea there's no milk hey all goods you know you're not getting pissed off you're not getting frustrated and all of this and that over something so tiny as no milk or even spilt milk because you're in that positive mindset you've got high self-esteem you're focusing on only the things that you are in control of you're also pouring your energy into things that you are truly going to benefit from things that make you feel fucking good you're focusing solely on only the things that are important in life you're focusing on what is going to bring you great joy you're focusing on whose company you're going to be in that is going to benefit you positively and you're making a conscious effort to surround yourself with positive types of influences and I'm not just talking about in the physical form I'm talking about on social media as well because let's be real we spend a lot of fucking time on social media <laughs> I'm also talking about making decisions that are going to benefit our own mental health so when I talk about social media I'm, I'm talking about who you're listening to with if you're listening to podcasts um, who you're watching if you're on Instagram and Facebook, who are you watching? Are they planting positive seeds? You know, are they a positive influence on your life? Is the material that you are digesting going to positively impact you? Is it going to motivate you? Is it going to push you to work harder, to do better? Is it going to inspire you to become a more productive, positive person? All of these things we need to fucking think about because it plays a massive part in our mental health. Or is it going to send you spiraling into a world of comparison and envy? So I'm just going to be honest. There are a few people that I have unfollowed and that I have not blocked, but I have made sure that I don't see their stuff pop up on my newsfeed. And the reason that I've done that is because they, these people do not make me feel good about myself. I just feel like the uh, kind of like the seeds that they're planting, they don't have, they're not going to benefit my journey. They're actually, they make me feel uncomfortable and all of this type of stuff. So I do that for my mental health. That's what I'm saying. This is this is what we need to start thinking about from the people that we're surrounding ourselves with all the way to what we're watching and what information we're digesting. It's very, very fucking crucial. Anyway, let's go back to the red door, green door. I'm going to talk to you guys about my morning that I had yesterday. Like I said before, it was fucking hectic and horrid. Had a good sleep, woke up. And immediately I was behind the red door. As pretty much as soon as I opened my eyes, I, I was sitting behind the red door. I felt unloved, which is so fucking random because I've got the most beautiful partner in the world. I've got a house full of children. You know, I'm, I'm creating a child as we speak. I've got the most beautiful whanau. And yet I was lying there immediately, ass crack of dawn, feeling unloved. Like, what the fuck? I felt unworthy. I felt uncomforted, unsettled in my mind. 
I felt reliant and needy. I felt fat and fucking useless, unmotivated, unsuccessful, misunderstood, and I just felt like I wasn't in control of anything. And this was literally when I just fucking woke up. Because of this, I didn't want to work. I didn't want to get out of bed. I wanted to self-isolate. I wanted to cut myself off from everybody. I wanted to spend my day in bed feeling sorry for myself. My father calls it a pity party when you just literally lie there and do nothing, cancel all your commitments for the day and fucking feel sorry for yourself. And that's what I wanted to do. I had my I had my party pity party hat on. I had my my uh, the thing that you fucking blow and it and makes that fucked up noise. I was ready for the pity party. <laughs> And I was prepared to torture myself all day long. Even though yesterday I had a fuckload of things that I had to get accomplished. Um, I had commitments. I had people coming over to drop things off so that I could do a public live. And that that's this is probably a whole nother podcast to dive into. But I'll just quickly, you know, um, talk a little bit about it. Being a um, social media personality... And like, for example, yesterday morning, I felt all of these emotions and yet I had a commitment to do a public live stream um, that has already been seen over 100,000 people. And I had to sit there with a big smile on my face, you know, while all these kind of things were lingering. So I was also having anxieties about putting myself out in front of the world. Um, so anyway, I had all of this going on. I'm pregnant as well, so my my hormones probably aren't helping at all. So it was just a really fucking horrid morning that I had. I didn't want to say anything to my partner and ruin his day. Um, well, that's what my mind had told me. Even though he would probably say that is so far from the truth. I feel like sometimes when I go into these fucked up, you know, state of minds and I'm sitting behind the red door, I just feel like no one wants to hear about my shit. No one wants to fucking listen. No one gives a fuck. No one wants to help me. Oh my God, it's just a whole, it's like an ocean and wave after wave after wave is my mind working against me, really. It was also telling me that I didn't want to burden him with my stuff before he went to work. So I didn't. I bottled it up, even though, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that he could have felt it. But I bottled it up. Um, he left. So our routine is every morning he leaves for work and he drops um, our five kids off to school because they their schools are not far from his job. So they all left and there I was lying in bed the house was absolutely silent um, and I was having a pity party I had an abundance of commitments that I had to fulfill but I was prepared to cancel everything I was preparing myself to stay behind the red door for the day now before I carry on I want to remind you that again that I am pregnant and rather hormonal I do understand that some days I am exhausted and drained and I do need a fucking rest day. But if you're self-aware, 
you will know the difference between exhaustion and absolute conjured up negative self-loathing days that truly can be turned around if you are so willing to try. This was one of those days. It wasn't just one of the mornings where I'm exhausted and need a fucking rest and need to lay in bed and shit. I know those days. They're wonderful. <laughs> They're amazing. I just lie in bed. I have no guilts about lying in bed. You know, I've I've said to myself and I've made up my mind that today I'm having a rest day. Um, I deserve it. I need it. And I watch programs and I'm fucking fine. Normally you'll see me, you know, in bed pigging out on M&Ms or something like that. This was not one of those days. So with that being said, this was undoubtedly 100% not one of those days where I'm exhausted. I know exactly what would fix me. And this is the fucked up part. My partner would fix it. My family would fix it or my friends would fix it if they just read my mind and messaged me or rang me and told me that I'm beautiful, I'm worthy, I'm a great mother, I'm a great friend, a great daughter, great partner, I'm a success in my own right, I'm capable, I'm strong, I have awesome ethics, I'm lovable, I'm productive, I'm trustworthy, I'm reliable, I'm everything. What also would have fixed me is if my partner had read my mind, dropped the kids off to school, fucked his job off, <laughs> jumped in the car, came back and gave me a cuddle. I laid there in bed waiting for any of these things to happen. But realistically, how the fuck was that going to happen? I had told nobody that I was going through all of this. So there I was, lying in bed, watching the clock, waiting for a superhero to fly through the fucking window and save me from myself, from my thoughts. Waiting for someone to take me away from the red door and push me through the green door. As I laid there, I watched the time go by. It went from 8am to 9am. The house was completely silent and empty, yet the silence was deafening. I thought to myself, am I really going to fucking do this? Am I really going to allow myself to lay here and take blow after blow, punch after punch, psychologically, by my own hand? Am I really going to waste the next five or so hours of my life feeling fucking sorry for myself? But not enough to save myself? At that moment, I got up out of bed. I pushed the blankets off me and I sat on the edge of the bed. Trust me, I fucking hated every second of it. <laughs> and I thought as I sat there on the edge of the bed in our silent house, I thought, okay... That's step one, done. I threw the blankets off me. I was determined to try to turn this around, to try to fucking fight back because I just could not justify lying there for five fucking hours until I had to go and get the kids from school. Lying there, just feeling sorry for myself. I just could not justify that. I then stood up. I walked from my bed to my, my drawers. I pulled out my gym shorts 
Now, normally me and my partner, we get up at seven on the dot. We go downstairs to our gym and we do a one hour workout. We then come up at eight o'clock, have our showers and then he goes and takes the kids to school and I start my day content creating. But that morning I thought, fuck the gym. I can't even think about the gym. I don't even want to think about the gym. There's no point in me going to the gym, you know. That's when, as soon as I opened my, my eyes, that's when all those fucked up thoughts started creeping in. Anyways, sitting on the side of the bed, I get up, I walk to my drawers, I pull out my fucking gym shorts, I put a jersey on, and I made the, honestly, it felt like I was walking down the fucking green mile, and that fella Percy was on there, and he was, we got a dead man walking. We got a dead man walking. <laughs> That's how I felt. I felt like, you know, me and my brothers, we grew up watching WWF and there's The Undertaker and and his theme song. Really morbid, fucking depressing song. I felt like I could hear that in my ears as I walked downstairs. As I walked downstairs towards our gym area, my mind pleaded for me to go back to bed. Fucking fuck this, Nicola. Go to bed. Fucking lie in bed. Fuck it. Who cares? My mind was also telling me that if you think getting on that treadmill and trying to walk it out, I walk it out, is going to change anything, you're fucking wasting your time, Nicola. Like, my brain was going handy on me. Regardless, I made it down the stairs. I walked over to the speaker, I turned the speaker on, I started playing some douche, 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 douche music. I turned on the treadmill and I started walking. Honestly, I didn't turn it on hardcore. I was walking like slower than a fucking 90-year-old lady up a hill. I just was like, nah, I don't give a fuck how fast I'm walking. I've just got to be doing something, something productive, you know. I've got to be doing something other than lying in that fucking bed, feeling sorry for myself for hours on end because I am not going to benefit from doing that. So there I was on the treadmill, one step in front of the other. All the meantime, my mind was having this massive war. Then I started fighting back with my thoughts. I was repeatedly saying this to myself. There is no way I'm going to lie in that bed waiting for a fucking superhero. I am my own superhero. I will not rely on others to save me. I will save myself. I can save myself. I can fucking do it. I'm capable of lifting my own self up. I'm worthy. I'm loved. I'm an absolutely fucking awesome mother. I'm an awesome partner and I'm an awesome friend. I am choosing right now not to dwell. I am choosing not to sit behind that fucking red door and do absolutely nothing. I am choosing not to fuck all my commitments off. I am not going to give in to negative self-talk. I'm not going to dwell on things that I have no control over. I'm a strong woman who has created beautiful human beings. And I'm creating one right now. I will save me. I will comfort me. I will love and nurture me. And carry carry me when I'm weak. 
I fucking choose me. And honestly, I kept saying that to myself over and over and over as I marched on this fucking treadmill. <laughs> and I swear to God, the more I uttered these words, the stronger I felt. The music was pumping, my legs were moving, and before I knew it, I was dancing on the fucking treadmill. Literally. I was I was walking on the treadmill. I had put it up, put the speed up, so I was walking a little bit more faster. Now I'm walking to the beat, and I was pretending that I was doing Vogue, you know, that fucking dance thing with your hands, and, and I was doing Vogue walking on a catwalk. Although my internal war for the morning was intense, it was necessary. As I went about my day, I could still feel the noise. And I'm going to call it the noise, but I could still feel those negative fucking, you know, that negative self-narrative in the back of my mind coming from behind the red door. It was like they were shadows calling out to me to come and join them. But I fucking vowed not to. Instead, I kept myself distracted. I kept myself busy. I kept pushing myself all day long. I did that fucking public live. I had a beautiful lady pull up at about lunchtime. I had purchased a seafood boil off her. And as soon as she dropped it off, I put my phone on I fucking went live in front of you know a couple of thousand people sat there I ate that seafood boil and I had pushed myself to fucking do that I had literally turned my day upside down I wanted to share this with you all just to be open to be vulnerable and transparent about the internal struggles that we all go through sometimes and I'm no fucking different I remember you know, in my time being a social media personality, I remember doing a live stream, a public live stream, and um, I was in Kmart, and I'm there, I was shopping away, talking on the live stream, and it was like fucking someone had just flicked the switch, and all of a sudden I was having like a major anxiety attack, and you know what I did? I fucking, I just kind of went into the aisle where there were clothing and I just hid in the clothing on this fucking public live and I remember this comment from this man and he was saying you shouldn't be um you know you shouldn't be broadcasting this type of shit you're supposed to be an influencer you're supposed to be and I'm like who the fuck are you before I'm anything I'm a fucking human I get anxiety just like everybody else, you know. I'm not immune because I'm this social media personality. And so I just wanted to share this about yesterday morning and how I turned my fucking day around because I'm human too. I'm human just like you guys. I wake up, I have those fucked up negative self-narratives um, and I've got to fight my way out of it just like you guys do. I also wanted to remind you that if these types of episodes sound vaguely familiar, you're not alone, sister. My best advice is to fight for you. Be your own superhero. And just remember that storms come to pass. They don't come to stay. Fight for your green door moment every day. And if you have a red door day, 
and it feels like you're in the middle of a big fucking ocean during a storm and you're just going up the waves and down the waves hold on to your life raft until the storm passes because it's gonna pass lastly before i finish i do want to add that i am very privileged to have an awesome support network i have great friends supportive family beautiful partner that I can rely on and lean on whenever times get hard or tough. What I'm thinking as well is there has been quite a few times in my life where I relied on people, you know, and I really thought that they would help me out of the best intentions for me and out of the kindness of their heart and they ended up fucking using that against me. And so what that did was it kind of made me put my walls up and not rely on anyone and not ask anybody for help. And so I feel like even though it's years later and I feel like sometimes when I go through moments like that, that's exactly what I revert to as if I'm going back to factory settings. My walls go up. I don't reach out and ask for help. I fucking force myself to fight my way through it on my own, you know. And I just feel like that that's a byproduct from certain traumas that um, have created that side of me. I do, however realize that I have awesome support that I can turn to at any time it's just me pushing myself to fucking utilize those resources but I have come to the realization after all my lived experience that before I rely on anyone else to lift me up or catch me or nurture me respect me or even love me I must first do all of these things for myself and so I do. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. And I hope to see you next week on Wellness Fucking Wednesday with Nick's.